So, Coach, there's really only like 100 people or so that know this feeling. You've been preparing all year, all summer, all the practices, and you're here right on the dawn of another season beginning. Can you tell us what that's like as a coach to be to be right here at the edge of another season? You know, it's a, it's an unknown. Coaches like to be controllable. They like to be able to say, if you do this, this is what's going to happen. And you train all spring, you train all summer, and you train in fall camp to be able to predict an outcome when really you don't know. <laughs> it's got to be tough to, to do that and, and to prepare, but there's one thing about this Western Michigan team that we know. There's something that you know about them, and that's, of course, so Tim Lester is on the coaching staff, Tim Doust is on the coaching staff, but you've coached in the MAC. You, you know what it's like to go into that stadium and do that. So in that first game, when there's some things that you're familiar with, how does that help each team? Because sometimes you play a team first game of the season, you haven't played them, you're not familiar with them, but it seems both sides have a little bit of familiarity uh, going each way. Well, we've been in the stadium before, and uh, you know we've been successful and we've been unsuccessful in the stadium. So I know about the crowd and how it sits down. It can get a little rowdy in there. Uh, they have a, an advantage on certain personnel people that they probably have a good uh, a good beat on about their psyche and all that kind of stuff. And, and we're going to just have to go see. I mean, the the cool thing is I think we've got a good football team. So if you're going to do that, you better do it with a good football team. But we're going to have to see how it plays out. You brought that up earlier this week that it's not about the schools. It's not about the name brands. It's the athletes on, on each of these programs. As you've gotten ready for this game and looked at it, what impresses you about this Western Michigan team that you're going to face on Friday night? <laughs> they might be faster than us. I mean, they have they have a 4-3 tailback. They have a quarterback that was really, really good, that was doing really well, got hurt last year. And uh, I'm not sure if he redshirted or not. I just know that after he went down, the team was different. And I remember watching them early in, and, uh, in that game against USC, and they were competing their, their tails off, especially with a certain defensive tackle that I noticed that was out there that was doing an outstanding job for them. So uh, these guys are a run-oriented football team. They have outstanding tailbacks. They've got two speed wide receivers. They've got a transfer from Michigan. You know, their defense is built to stop the run. It's the Michigan State's defensive style of football. And, uh, you know, we're going to have to go out there and we're going to have to work really hard to be successful. One thing that you've really touched on here this week and, and throughout camp is you're encouraged that, I think you put it, there's some more hippos on this team now, offensive and defensive line, and, and you're encouraged with the depth there. Tell me how you got to that point and just had to rebuild that and how that takes time. But now you feel it seems like you're at the dawn of a season, you know, I hope everybody stays healthy, of course, but you really feel like you've got those hippos. You've got that defense and offensive line you need to be really competitive. You know, the uh, it's to go in a game and, and not be strong at those positions is is really a handicap. And, and to know that you're just an injury away from this or an injury away from that or not even having the ability to rotate those young men because they're carrying a lot of weight now. And them playing every snap, playing every snap, playing every snap. And then as the season gets longer and you get to the end and they're starting to wear down and their bodies are starting to break down from the physicality that's in there, it's frustrating to not be able to help them. Uh, the depth is going to help us. We we're, Are we super deep? No, but we're deeper in the D-line and the O-line than we've ever been before. And we've actually got some people that we can rotate in there and still feel good about uh, the performance they can do when they're out there on the football field. So we've got the hippos up front on defense. 
what would the linebackers be? Are we talking about cheetahs here? Like how, how would we how would we describe them? How's that coming along so yep. far? They're 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 too small to be named. You got the hippos, you got the hippos, and you got to earn their name. They got to earn their name. We we only talk about big animals in the jungle. We don't talk about little animals. (laughs) There's a guy who I I would label a cheetah, somebody who's a speed player and somebody who's going to be all over the field, and and somebody who's going to be back for you. I wanted to ask you specifically about Antoine Cordy because he's overcome a lot of adversity injury wise, and just seems like he's really on the brink of of making a big contribution to this defense this year. How has he looked in camp, and and what kind of season can he? have for you you know it's it's the same as the last two years I mean the first person that I ever saw working out before 8 a.m. on the football team at Syracuse University was Antoine Cordy in the indoor all by himself at six o'clock I'm going to work out and here's this guy out here working out my very very first year and anytime that he's been at a practice anytime he's been at a workout anytime he's been in a summer thing you know where Antoine Cordy is because he normally does something spectacular and practice. He made an interception the other day in practice that was just, oh my God. And there wasn't like one word or one, normally it's like, oh, oh my God. You know, nothing was said like, you think that was good? We've seen better than that. That was not a yeah. That's Antoine Cordy. He is just a dynamite player. And I would love for everyone else to get to be able to see the things that I've seen him do. If he could just stay healthy you know, for a season, you would get an opportunity to see some of the things I've seen him do in practice, which are absolutely amazing. On the offensive side of the ball, somebody that fits that description, of course, is Eric Dungy. Because when he is healthy, he is one of the most productive quarterbacks in the ACC. And I really think has the potential to be one of the more productive quarterbacks in the country when he is healthy. What kind of senior season can he have? What is, the, you know, the sky's the limit kind of thing. But what do you think, you know, is really, what, what is he capable of in, in this senior year at, at quarterback? He's capable of having the, the type of year that all our, all of our second-year quarterbacks have had. I mean, when you add up his games, he's only, he's only played 1.16 games for us. You know, so it's basically a season and a half, which means he's coming into his second year. But if you look at all our second-year quarterbacks, from Jimmy Garoppolo, Matt Johnson, I mean, you look at those type of years, and that's the type of year that he's capable of having. I mean, he could be close to a, you know, our quarterback could be close to a 4,000, 5,000-yard passer if everything goes the way it's supposed to go. Now, we need to have people step up and receiving core and things happen on the O-line, but he's more than capable of that. Final question for you, Coach. You, you brought it up. We're entering year three here. How has your long-term vision of this program evolved, if at all? Is it the same as the first day that you got here, but has it changed at all since you've been here for a couple of years and kind of know the ins and outs and, and you've seen what this program has done the last two years and, and you know the inner workings of the university, you're working with John Wildhack, all things considered. Has that vision evolved at all? Well, I don't know. I'll, I'll tell you what. I'm going to give you an analogy for this one. I don't watch TV, but for some reason – people in my house like watching that you know that was it that house thing where you buy houses and you tear them up and you oh, rebuild yeah. them and you make your profit and all that other kind of stuff flipping houses flipping right flipping houses yeah, that's the what yeah. that's the thing i was looking for and you know you buy a house for a low a low amount and you're like okay we're going to have this much profit on the house then you rip out a wall and you go oh my god they got termites or you rip this oh we got water damage oh we got to redo the le- all the electricity we need electrician all this thing is old that's kind of how it was. You know, you kind of saw it as one thing coming in, and then you start, you start ripping things up, and you're like, oh, well, we need to fix that too. And if we're going to build it right, we've got to take care of this over here. But that's the fun part of it. You know, there's been some, some um, 
minuses, some negatives, some things I didn't expect. But we're on course. It's going to be a, a heck of a house when we get done with it. Can't wait to see it. Coach, thank you. Good luck. Thank you so much.